welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Dave Taylor. Thanks for hanging out with us as we are going to be checking out WWE Crown Jewel. Man, what an event. Uh, I don't know what your expectations were going into this event. Mine were pretty good, and I think it even exceeded them. Who knew that was possible? So we'll get into that uh, in just a moment. Let's uh, do some business here. Again, we are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, FM 99s and 106.9 The Fox is only wrestling podcast uh, located in uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Tidewater, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Norfolk, all those other spots. That's uh, where you can find us. And here we are bringing you the review of uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, you can find us uh, many different ways, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR 99. And also uh, you can listen to us. How we listen to the podcast. You found us, obviously. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Some of those places you can leave a review. Appreciate that as well. Love the uh, support. Love the emails uh, we'll be getting as well. And uh, thanks for checking us out. Can uh, check out some of our older episodes if you're uh, kind of recent. And maybe you joined us after the Eddie Kingston and Wardlow interviews. Uh, we've had Paul Heyman on the show in character, by the way. That was a classic. Uh, the Miz. Two-time guest of ESPR, Chris Jericho, two-time guest of ESPR. We've uh, had Seth Rollins on the show. Drew McIntyre, Big E, has been on the show. So you can check out those interviews. And even an old Roman Reigns interview uh, before, uh, right before you uh, won the uh, Royal Rumble. That was before we were doing the podcast, but that's been included on the show. And uh, you can find us, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, WWE Hall of Famer. Also on the show, that was like an hour-long interview. Uh, how can I forget Gilbert? <laughs> and Little Boogeyman was on the show, too. So there you go. Some of the uh, guests we've had on. I know I'm leaving a couple out, but uh wanted to give you uh, some of those names there that we've had on the show. So without further ado, uh, thanks for again checking us out. Let's uh, get into it. And uh, it's uh, the review of WWE Crown Jewel. I got to admit, uh, the last uh, this event, the last uh, event they did in Saudi Arabia, were pretty good. You know, because uh, for a while, some of these shows were just seemed like an afterthought, and just kind of threw some stuff out there and just you know, kind of seeing what sticked. Uh, did that make sense? Seeing <laughs> seeing what worked, I guess, if you will. Uh, but the last two shows have been really good, and uh, we'll go through the card and probably like the most disappointing match. Uh, of the uh, whole show was the one they kicked off the uh, the whole card with. But you got a noob. He's not main eventing. He's kicking things off. Brock Lesnar taking on Bobby Lashley. And, you know, I kind of wish, like, when they'd square off that you know, they'd kind of be more even. I mean, Bobby attacking uh, Brock at the beginning here, getting the early advantage, which you kind of got to do because, you know, Brock's usually the guy that would charge and beat the heck out of you. Uh, but I, I kind of want like an equal matchup to to these guys, and maybe I guess there'll be a rubber match as uh, Brock uh, won this match when Bobby was was going for the pinfall. And I don't know, like it's an angle because one of the sites reported like a Bobby's shoulders were up. Maybe this is like an angle they're going to get into. You know, Brock didn't really pin Bobby or whatever else. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was the finish they went with, and uh, you know, Brock hit one f five on Bobby. I mean, it was good back and forth. It's hard to believe it was only six minutes because one of those downs like, well, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Thanks for coming. Shortest match on the show, believe it or not. Actually, probably no surprise. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I guess I guess you're working to a rubber match. When are we going to get this? In another 10 months or whatever? Uh, WrestleMania for next year? I don't know. Is that the place to do it? 
Uh, or do you have some other big show you, you can put these two guys on? I mean, I mean, on paper, the matchups always always look good. I, I think the Rumble match was better. Uh, but the physicality between these guys, though, is still in this match is still off the charts. I mean, they you know they're going all out, beating the heck out of each other. But again, Brock Lesnar wins, so I, I'm assuming we get a a rubber match at some point. The next match was for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, and before the match, Alexa Bliss and Oscar, your uh, then champions, were being interviewed backstage, where Oscar, uh, you know, was doing some talking, and then Alexa was talking. And then uh, Alexa was uh, distracted by Bray Wyatt and some stuff that came up on the screen, you know, making a reference to the past and uh, everything else. Uh, this was a pretty good tag match. I, I uh, love it. Uh, by the way, there's a clip online with Asuka in the ring with uh, EO Sky, and the crowd's just loving it. Uh, and obviously they have a long story, which Michael Cole talked about. How cool is that? Uh, but a fantastic match. Uh, go back. Watch this one if you haven't watched any of the card. Uh, but uh, Damage Control regaining the Tag Team Championship. A uh, part of it was uh, Nikki Cross getting involved. Nikki Cross put the uh, Twisted Neck Breaker on Alexa Bliss, which allowed Dakota Kai to pin Alexa Bliss, and uh, they became Tag Team Champions for the second time. So they only had it for six days there. So a little uh, trading back and forth. But a fun match, though. I absolutely enjoyed that match. Uh, the next match was the steel cage match, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Uh, some things didn't make sense because the whole point of this uh, steel cage was to keep Scarlett on the outside, yet somehow she distracted Drew McIntyre. I, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, and, and, and nobody went for a pinfall really in this match. It was like the old school steel cage matches where you know, guys would hit big moves and and then try to leave and everything else. And I don't know. I didn't like this match as much. And uh, they worked together well, but I, I think it's just some of the things that happened just didn't make sense. Like, you know, the distraction, uh, you know, with the ending, you know, with uh, Scarlet locking the door and, and you know, and Drew could have just climbed out, which he did. Uh, but the ending just seemed kind of anticlimactic there. But the Drew McIntyre defeating uh, Karrion Cross is at the end of the feud. Because usually, you know, when these feuds end, like if this is it. Yeah, there, there's some kind of uh, blow-off here, but it wasn't really like a blow-off, and I'll get into that in another match in a bit here, but, um, you know, it wasn't, like, decisive, you know, and I and I think, and I'm going old old school here, but I always think of, like, Hogan versus King Kong Bundy WrestleMania 2. Not a great match, but decisive, you know, for H- Hogan to win that match, the steel cage match, uh, but here it just it just didn't feel decisive to me, so I don't know if the, I don't know what goes on after this. You know, is it an I quit match? Do we need another one of those? Do we need a last person standing match? Because we got one of those coming up in a little bit. But uh, but just something seemed missing here. But Drew McIntyre wins. Uh, next match was a fun six man tag match, Judgment Day, with Finn and Damian and uh, Dominic uh, taking on uh, the OC, AJ Luke and uh, Carl Anderson. And uh, fun match for what this was. Uh, Rhea Ripley, of course, getting involved in this match. And I'll say this, I, I kind of anticipate it, and I, the LC, you know, messed up here by not having anybody with them. Uh, you know, at some point, you know, there's going to be, and maybe we get it tonight where we get a woman and everything else. But, uh, yeah, Rio, uh, you know, that, that just do more than distracting AJ Styles there, but to pulling him out of the apron face first and then uh, Balor uh, finishing off the match with the coup de gras. But, uh, yeah, at some point, the OC is going to get a woman with them or however that's going to work. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Judgment Day winning. You know, fine match for what it was. Not bad. 
not bad. Um, you know, worked out. Next match, holy cow, this was better than I thought it was going to be. And how many times do you say that? Braun Strowman taking on Omos. And uh, yeah, they did a lot here to make Omos look like a monster. And, you know, he stopped the uh, Strowman Express on the outside. And uh, you know, physicality, you know, and uh, look, Omos getting better. I'll say that. Uh, but, you know, he does good in big man matches. And, uh, you know, Braun, Braun Strowman got in a little trouble after this match talking about, uh, you know, hey, you know, you can have a good match without flippy, uh, you know, flyers and everything else. And some people got mad. I, I think he was just, yeah, I'm not going to defend Braun here. He said what he said. Uh, you know, maybe some people took it too seriously, but he's like, look, you know, guys who can't fly doesn't mean we can't have a, a, a bad or a good match. You know, it's just a different style. And look, sometimes that flying stuff does get overused and every organization does it. Uh, you know, I'm not, that's not a knock against AEW, uh, you know, WWE and some guys or NXT where you see the same outside the ring antics in every match. I think there was an NXT event where it's like, well, I just saw this, you know, in the previous match. It was Braun Strowman won the uh, power slam in that match after Omos missed the uh, charge into a corner. So uh, there you go. Uh, the next match, outstanding match. Uh, and I tell you what, man, the brawling brutes, Remember a year ago when like Ridge Holland came on the scene and nobody liked the guy because he cut these promos. I'm a fan of Sheamus, and I'm like, okay, well this is odd. And then uh, <laughs> the WrestleMania match was uh, against the New Day, which you know got cut in the first night, and this was terrible on night two. And then you know they didn't know what to do with Butch; he'd just be going running off in the crowd and beating people up and everything else. Well, they, they've definitely refined the characters. Uh, Sheamus celebrating the honeymoon and also being out injured. Um, not there, but uh, they took on the Usos, challenging them for the uh, on the speed of tag team championship and a good match. Now I, I didn't think, uh, you know, the Usos were going to lose here because they talked about the fact they're going to fight the New Day and SmackDown on Friday. So it's like, okay, well the Usos, you know, obviously they're going to, you know, I'm assuming they're breaking the record, but you never know on Friday what's going to happen. But this didn't seem like the spot like this is going to happen. But the, the brawling brutes, though, tell you what, man, they've come a long way. And if you're not a favorite of them, well. Uh, I guess you got reasons, but <laughs> but for these guys to be where they are now compared to you know six months ago, you know it's I think you know what helped was uh, you know the feud against these guys and also uh, the match uh, against Gunther and company and of course uh, you know Sheamus's uh, match against Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship was one of the best matches of the year. But there you go, yeah, the Usos uh, retained in that match, and uh, there you go with the by the way. The 1D off the top rope on Butch. Uh, pretty cool spot right there because I didn't know what they were going for until I saw it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Brutal ending. So there you go. So the Usos retain. Uh, that's not the last we'll see of them during Crown Jewel. The last woman's standing match for the Raw Women's Championship. Next, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. Some things I liked about this match. Uh, you know, for a last uh, woman's standing match or any last person standing match, if you will, uh, there was some originality here that I liked. I liked the spot with the ring steps with uh, Bianca Belair trapped in them and Bailey kicking them over and stuff. At some point, I did expect Bianca to, like, get out of that, just go out, come out from under the ring and attack Bailey. I was looking for that. I uh, had the uh, golf cart spot and Bailey getting thrown. The uh, table not breaking, but uh, Bailey still getting thrown through the table later on from from Bianca. And then you had the uh, the ending. Now, here's here's what I didn't like about the match. At the end, uh, you had Bailey taking the finishing move from Bianca Belair and onto a chair and everything. 
and then she gets thrown out onto a ladder. Now, I like the idea of how it ended, but I, I didn't like the fact that she didn't sell it enough to me. Because to me, it's like she should have kind of recovered and tried to get out. Uh, and I guess I know they went more for dramatics and stuff, and she almost got out. Uh, but uh, Bianca putting a uh, putting Bailey in a ladder and then pushing the ladder underneath like the ropes a little bit so she can open them all the way and get out. I I, th- I thought that was great. I just my only complaint is I thought uh, Bailey should have sold that a little bit more before trying to get out. But uh, a fun match. I'm assuming this feud is done as uh, Bianca Belair is uh, still your champion. But uh, a lot going on. Now, you also had the spot where uh, Belair got trapped in an equipment case during the match, and then Harry got caught in there. But uh, luckily, that didn't affect anything. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot going on in that match. And, I, you know, for as many last uh, women and men standing matches we've seen, this is one of the, this is on the better end of it. And uh, very original stuff in this match. So hats off to uh, both competitors in that match. And then one more match on the card, the main event of the evening. And you got Logan Paul challenging the undisputed universal champion, Roman Reigns. And a uh, straight-up one-on-one match. And uh, this has to be the best celebrity crossover match in the history of wrestling. Uh, And the good thing is, you know, when you get these celebrities involved and when they take it seriously, it's so much better. You you look at, like, Bad Bunny. He's been fantastic. And Logan Paul in his three matches, amazing. Uh, The dude was just, uh, (laughs) you know, with the, uh, the, the lariat. And everything else, uh, you know, the splash where he had the camera, by the way, holding the camera and, and doing the uh, uh, top rope jump dive under the table where Roman Reigns was laying. That was just amazing and looked painful. I mean, I, like it hurts anybody who does that move, but that guy is putting it all out there. Uh, these jumps off the top rope and everything else. Uh, but R- Roman Reigns d- made that guy look like a star, but Logan Paul had a big part of it as well. Uh, both of these guys. Uh, you know, one of them, you know, it's going to be talked about as match of the year. Is it going to be match of the year? Probably not. Uh, but it exceeded expectations. It was just so good because I, I didn't know how this was going to go. And I'm like, you know, are you going to mess around here? I mean, Logan Paul's not going to win the title. They're not going to do this. But, like, how are we going to get there? You know, and that and that's what makes this great because, you know, like, what's the what's myth? You know, 80% of the time, maybe that's a high number. But, you know, but hey, 80% of the time, you know, we know who's going to win these matches. It's the ride to getting there. And this was a heck of a ride. Uh, everything that Logan Paul did, it just looked like the dude's been doing it for a long time. The uh, frog splash off the top rope, uh, hitting some punches. Now, the punches thrown by his brother, um, not so great. But, uh, you know, the Usos got involved. You had, uh, you know, Jake Paul coming out. Jake now throwing some great punches. Solo Sicoyo came out to confront Jake. Uh, then you had uh, Logan Paul getting distracted a little bit on the outside. He did a heck of a dive. Jumping over the top rope, ran out of the ring, took a punch, took a spear. That was it. Roman retains. And uh, but I'll go watch this match. If you're not a Logan Paul fan, you're still going to be entertained because this dude is doing things that I never expected a celebrity to do or even him to do. But he takes it serious, and uh, that helps quite a bit, man. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's next. I don't know. You know Logan Paul did say he suffered a torn meniscus and MCL and Maybe ACL during the match. Uh, my guess is maybe on the jump when Roman hit him coming off the rope. That was my guess just by looking how he landed, um, which is just you know his body probably not used to that. But uh, but but trained hats off to Shawn Michaels as well.
for help making this happen. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Roman Reigns retains, and a, a lot of people are calling it a five-star match. Like I, I give it a high A because uh, I didn't expect that. Uh, so hats off to everybody there. Oh, by the way, uh, one thing I mentioned, Bray Wyatt came out to the show. And, uh, you know, talked about, uh, you know, his uh, personalities and stuff. Wanted to rewrite some history because he didn't like how things went. And then Uncle Howdy uh, showed up on the uh, Titantron and said that uh, you're going to give in to your inner demons and, and some special voices and effects and everything else. So there you go. So we had Bray Wyatt during the show as well. But, uh, yeah, closing out the show with Roman Reigns and, you know, the, uh, the bloodline. Sammy's not there. But uh, everybody else is there. But uh, there you go. That was uh that was Crown Jewel. Highly recommend the show. Pretty good show. I mean, nothing really. I mean, other than the opening match, I, I wouldn't. You know, maybe with the CL Cage match, I, I'd say go watch it and be entertained. And uh, you know, a lot, a lot of fluff in these pieces, by the way, when they do the uh, the Crown Jewel shows. You know, at least on Peacock because I watched the replay. I couldn't watch it live because I've done some uh, live uh, uh, tweeting and Facebooking. But uh, but man, they they got it down and totally enjoy. It. I mean, I, I gave it a high eight. Eight and a half, maybe close to a nine. One of the better shows we're going to see. But WWE's been on the roll with most of the uh, events as of late. So there you go. Of course, now we got uh, Survivor Series War Games coming up uh, in a couple of weeks in November 26th. They haven't announced any uh, card yet, but uh, we'll find out soon. And it's going to be interesting how they how they do this with the men's uh, and women's War Games match. And what other matches we're going to get in the card as well. A lot going on there. A lot to pack in. And uh, we'll see uh, how that doll comes together. So, anyways, thanks for checking us out. Eat, sleep, podcast, repeat. That was your crown jewel review. Again, highly recommend the show. Uh, and then uh, you have, um, you know, other ways you can check us out. However, you're listening to us, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, you make sure you subscribe or follow all that cool stuff. Social media, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter. And give us a follow, subscribe. Sometimes we do live videos as well. Uh, I'll probably do that over Survivor Series, maybe. Uh, if not, uh, maybe sometime that weekend. But again, thanks for checking us out. As always, uh, you can always email us, ESPR at FM99.com, 1069FM99.com, under the media tab. Check out a lot of our episodes there. And we'll talk to you soon. And make sure you always eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a good night, everybody.